0: Welcome, one and all, console war veterans and civilian noobs, to the 22nd episode of the Green vs. Blue podcast. This week's topic, loot boxes, or, uh, I mean, we mean, uh, surprise mechanics. We are your hosts,
1: David, SD Dog,
0: and PlayStation Pat Fennel. Green vs. Blue is a podcast where we, your hosts, discuss the two best gaming platforms, Xbox and PlayStation. Green vs. Blue can be found on Spotify, Apple, or your favorite podcast service. You can also support us directly at patreon.com slash green vs. blue. A huge shout out to our existing Patreon supporters over there. You can head over there now and find some exclusive content. Go check it out. Have any burning questions or comments about today's show? Reach us directly at psboxcast at gmail.com
1: p-s-boxcast at gmail.com that's p-s-b-o-x-c-a-s-t at gmail.com hit us up there
0: dave where can we find you directly on the internet
1: oh yeah you can find me on youtube at sddog or hit up my gamer tag at sddog and that's spelled s-double-d-a-w-g that's s-double-d-a-w-g
0: sweet you can find me directly on the internet on twitch and youtube at varietypat that's v-a-riot-y-pat Or on Instagram, at PlayStationPat.
1: Let's head into this week's show. But before we really get into it, we always do a segment called Retroscope, where we make corrections, uh, follow-ups, you know, any type of clarifications we need from last week's episode. And we have a couple here. So first off, I just want to correct myself. Last week we were talking about Psychonauts 2. We were talking about new games that are coming out on our respective platforms for, for the new year. And uh, Psychonauts 2 is a new game that's coming out uh, on Xbox, the Series X, but it's also coming to PS4. And I was kind of just repeatedly saying it's coming out exclusively on the Series X, which I think that is false. So just wanted to correct that there.
0: I'm glad you're making that correction now, because I didn't make that correction last week.
1: <laughs> yeah, so anyone who's waiting for it, PlayStation players, rejoice. And then we also have a clarification. So we were talking about last week how... Halo Infinite has to deliver with their launch later this year how important it is and we were kind of drawing comparisons between the franchise and Call of Duty as a franchise and how they're both you know these long-standing franchises and I was pulling some some ideas from a YouTuber name name is Sean W you probably know of him if you're a Halo uh, fan you follow Halo content I was just pulling some of what he said about Call of Duty. He was kind of making the argument that Halo can't really get to that point where Call of Duty's at. But I was kind of shifting that argument toward, yes, I think Halo can get on that level. But yeah, I just want to give credit where credits due. Go check out his channel,
0: Dave. I'm 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 going to have to agree with you on that. Your analysis that Halo could one day be as big as what Call of Duty has become. Mm-hmm. I'd say Call of Duty is more akin to let's say like the fast and the furious franchise where it's it's just a fun <laughs> popcorn time and halo is much more like may, maybe lord of the rings it's it's an exquisite experience it's tailored you know
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's still it's still like high caliber you know entertainment but it it delivers something more like narratively focused
0: that and i would almost say the caliber and quality is above that of call of duty across generally
1: yeah yeah in terms of like cultural impact like from when halo 3 came out halo 2 like you can't really beat those types of launches and that's what kind of like what the the youtuber sean w was talking about he was saying that like you know that's what halo kind of offers in comparison to call of duty so i argue that we'll see more of a comeback from halo um especially if it's marketed right so we'll see how that how that turns out that's that. And then we also have a follow-up. Speaking of Halo, we're doing a giveaway this episode that will grant some infinite DLC and uh, more on that in a minute. Alrighty. Let's move into games this week, Pat. What do we got?
0: Well, Dave, first off, just sh- shine some light real fast. We got some footage from the game Returnal. We've been hyping it up the last couple weeks.
1: I saw that. I saw After you put that on the script, I saw some some of that footage.
0: Yeah. You know, I hadn't put two and two together yet that... Housemark, the developer of Returnal, this is their first foray into the shooter space. I shouldn't say the shooter space, a third-person shooter space. They'd previously done only like arcade games, Rezogun and Super Stardust, which, although they are only arcade games and might that might have a diminishing sort of label. Rezogun was one of the best games on PS4 and Super Stardust Delta was one of the best on PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. And when it finally came to Vita, it still, Super Stardust Delta is still one of the best games on... Well, I guess both of, both Rezogun and Super Stardust got ported to Vita mm-hmm. and are some of the best arcade games on that system. So anyways... see, so, are you
1: Are you pretty excited for this one i know next to nothing about this game
0: yeah so so i was excited before but i think returnal might not be the prettiest game we've ever seen at the end of the day but i think it's going to be some of the best gameplay in the newest footage we saw the lady astronaut flying around with a jetpack, shooting some monstrous demon aliens whatever they may be yeah big tentacle monsters I think Returnal might end up being what Anthem wanted to be.
1: Oh, okay. The gameplay, I don't know if this is a compliment or not, it reminded me a lot of, like, uh, ReCore, like the lesser-known IP that Microsoft tried to come out with. Mm -hmm. It it got pretty mixed reviews, mixed to negative reviews. The gameplay, but I'm just talking about strictly the gameplay, um, it looks way more smoother than ReCore, but in terms of just, like, how the character moves, how the shooting works, it looks kind of like, that but uh way better
0: <laughs> housemark definitely specializes in gameplay so i'm excited for this one cool. but besides that games that i did play this week i booted up death stranding again knocked out some deliveries grind in my way slowly towards the platinum trophy that i hope to one day get
1: <laughs> when do you think that will be
0: oh it could be potentially years from now <laughs>
1: okay
0: (laughs) i'm just you know i'm gonna savor i'm gonna savor death stranding like a fine wine you don't need too much of it or a uh rich chocolate cake you don't need too Mm. much of it at one time but but yeah spread it out
1: i like i like the uh analogy there
0: thank you all right what what have you been up to dave
1: I've been playing. I actually, switched it up this week. Believe it or not, uh, this is not a joke. Have <laughs> not. I've been playing Halo Five. Don't worry, we'll get to that. Played some Rocket League with our friends Matt and Atkin.
0: Ooh, nice.
1: So I got back into it after like playing Halo Five for months on end. It was so weird playing a new game and really getting into Rocket League again. Yeah, you're right. It's been. It's definitely been changed. I don't really understand the whole blueprint system thing. When you like play games and you unlock blueprints for like wheels and stuff,
0: is that just like you craft it eventually once you unlock enough? So the blueprint system replaced the loot box system. Mm. So it's basically instead of scrambling the random drop in front of your eyes as the loot box that you paid for, (laughs) they're scrambling it on the back end and then you get the blueprint. But you end up paying tons and tons more money oh great (laughs) you know instead of there being a one percent chance that you get a black market top level drop from a loot box you know instead of there being a one percent chance when you pay a dollar for that you automatically get it but they're charging you 20 to 25 bucks in some instances okay
1: so they're they're still making their money (laughs) oh they're
0: hand over fist they're they're, they're all right
1: Okay, well, yeah, I was just wondering because there were some things I, I definitely noticed that were different. You know, the unlocks mainly being the, that thing. I didn't go, I didn't look too much into it because cosmetics have always been really secondary for me in that game, but still a great game, still fun. Love Rocket League. So that's what I've been playing. But yeah, but we'll touch on loot boxes and monetization in a bit here. Cool. But yeah, I've been playing a little bit more Halo 5 and uh, just chipping away at max rank. For any of our new listeners out there, I took an oath to abstain from alcohol. Until I get to max rank, this is a New Year's resolution I have, and I already regret it, Pat. I've been wanting a drink. But <laughs> <laughs> just to preface, I'm not, I'm not an alcoholic, I swear. I just really like beer. Like to have a beer, you know, every other every day or two. It, get, it got too much for me, so just for health, I've been kind of abstaining. But I looked it up, Pat. If I really wanted to get max rank, as soon as like as soon as I could probably do it, like realistically, is probably in like August or September. So I'll be going without a drink for a while. But I already said it on the show that I'm doing it, so that's what I'm sticking to. And that's that's entertainment, baby. So <laughs> I'll keep you updated on that. But speaking of Halo, guys, let's just explain this giveaway real quick. We're going to be doing a giveaway this episode. We'll be giving away an emblem for Halo Infinite. So let me just explain that. It's a, I, I picked up these action figures from Wicked Cool Toys. I picked up a numerous amount of them. I redeemed the code, and then I learned that once you redeem a code, you can't redeem another one because I think, I think it's the same unlock. So I'll be giving some of those away. And, yeah, we'll be doing that today, our first giveaway ever. But let me just explain how this works. So just make sure you're signed on on Halo Waypoint and signed into your account because that is where you'll be able to redeem the code as, as quick as you can. So today we'll be giving away a Wicked Cool Toys emblem. Today it kicks off pretty much like a giveaway for the next few weeks or so. So on the 18th of January, it'll be a Wicked Cool Toys emblem again. And then the next week after that, on the 25th, we'll be giving away an armor coating from w- Wicked Cool Toys, whatever that is. And then we'll be continuing the emblems on the 1st of February. And then on the 8th of February. And then on the 15th, we'll be giving out another armor coating. And then the Wicked Cool Toys emblem, the last of those, will be given away on the 22nd. Along with a digital download of the Master Chief Collection. We'll give you some more info on how to get that Master Chief Collection on the 22nd.
0: Cool. That info is coming next week, right?
1: You know what? If you guys, we're going to do kind of a raffle for the Master Chief Collection copy, so just send us send us your name. I mean, we'll already have your email if you email us. Email our our email at psboxcast at and just uh, submit your name and uh, just say something about the show. I don't I don't care what you say, but then we'll, we'll at random we'll pick someone on the twenty second. So go ahead and do that.
0: Cool. We'll figure out a fair and actual random way. But Dave, um, are you ready? Should we get into it right now? Do you think? Are you ready? Are you ready? Pat, I think I think so. Are you, okay, let's Should we open right, let's go. open with it or Let's
1: get into uh, this episode.
0: Here we go with the show. Let's All right. Cool. All
1: right. So Pat, uh so what what new PlayStation games are, are out right now?
0: Dave, <laughs> it's uh it's another sad week. Not too much going on on PlayStation side. We got a handful of new games to talk about today. First off, we got Blacksmith and the Sand Kingdom. That is a PS1 style 32-bit graphic turn-based RPG. Looks interesting if you're into that. I love myself a good turn-based RPG, but I think <laughs> that, I'll be skipping this one.
1: That that sounds like the most opposite thing I'd play. <laughs> a 32-bit <laughs> turn-based RPG.
0: Yeah, not this one's not 100% up my alley, but just speaks to the sad sack we got this week. Mm. Second off, we got Outbreak Lost Hope. This is the only new PS5 game this week, to my knowledge. According to the description of Outbreak Last Hope, you can experience a mother's desperate search for her daughter in the midst of a nationwide epidemic. Sounds, sounds a lot like real life. Sounds a little too close to home right now. Mm. I'm not. I'm not searching for a daughter or anything, but <laughs> you know, if you if your kid crawls away, Dave, you might be searching for your daughter in the midst of a nationwide epidemic. Yeah, it Sur- sounds pretty dark. Survival horror game. No, but like in your own apartment, not like right. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: All right. Last but not least, my my personal. PlayStation Pick of the Week. I'm going to start doing this weekly because all these games are uncurated on the PlayStation Store. Mm. So We got Iris Fall coming to PS4. I think you'd be interested in this one, in fact. Iris Fall has been out on Steam since 2018 to absolutely stellar reviews. Okay. It's It's like a hand-drawn comic book style 3D puzzle platformer. Super on the same vibe level as little nightmares or limbo okay yeah that does that does pique my interest the puzzle element i think is going to keep me away from this one but if i were desperately looking for a new game to play this week i would definitely be picking up iris fall dave what interesting new games are there to pick up on xbox this week
1: yeah, so um, right after we posted our last episode, there was like a whole new slew of games announced for Game Pass. So I'll just cover those right quick. So we have eFootball PES 2021 season update. Android and console on January 7th. Pat, can you say a little something about that game? I You said you knew a little bit about it. I have no idea what that is.
0: So eFootball PES 2021 season update. Let's break down all this jargon real fast. eFootball PES 2021 is the only game competing with FIFA right now. Season update for 2021. Obviously, they're adding a bunch of new players, updating the stat. Well, not a bunch of new players, but the new players to the league, the various leagues. I believe Pez is mainly focused on the European soccer organizations. Okay. Yeah.
1: So we'll be talking about sports games and uh, loot boxes and stuff pretty soon here. So that will stay tuned. That kind of uh, is relevant. So that's good to know it's a competitor.
0: If you're looking for something in the vein of FIFA and especially being able to play it on your phone, eFootball Pez.
1: Okay. Aside from that, we have Injustice 2 coming on Android console and PC. And that is a fighting game that includes DC characters. You've probably heard of it. This is probably one of the bigger ones on the list. And then uh, we have The Little Acre on Android and console. And I'm just reading from the Xbox page right here. So, Little a- little Acre takes place in 1950s Ireland and follows the story of Aiden and his daughter Lily. After discovering clues to the whereabouts of his mystic father, Aiden inadvertently finds himself transported to a strange new world. Featuring full voice acting and hand-drawn animation, The Little Acre is a memorable, lovingly crafted adventure game. So, that's pretty interesting there. My, my uh, we kinfolk
0: also have... piques my interest. What's up? My kinfolk piques my interest. Mm. There's not many games set in Ireland. That's a fact.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty interesting. And then we have another indie game called Neoverse. That's just on PC on January 14th. Uh, seems like another kind of adventure game. Strategic action roguelite deck building game. Okay. And then we have Torchlight 3 coming on Android and console. Another indie game. Xbox. Xbox january 14th so it sounds like okay i have even reading the description i have no idea what this game is it says in torchlight 3 nova is again under the threat of invasion and it's up to you to defend against the nether nether rim and its allies gather your wits and brave the frontier to find fame glory and a new adventure i am interested still very ambiguous as to what the game is though that's Um, uh
0: usually how most game descriptions are you can't tell anything from them (laughs)
1: <laughs> just throw in the word adventure and you should, <laughs> should just throw in the word adventure that's, that's all you gotta do and then uh, we have What Remains of Edith Finch on PC January 14th as well it sounds like a super narrative focused game collection of short stories about a family in Washington State follow Edith as she explores her family history through these stories and tries to figure out why she's the last one in her family left alive that one actually looks really interesting
0: interesting walking simulator
1: yeah and then we have Yik or y- Y2K. Y2K. Okay, that's that was a big, that definitely went right over my head. Uh, so <laughs> Y2K, a postmodern RPG, only on PC um, in Game Pass January 14th as well. And this is a JRPG styled game set in 1999. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it there. If you, if you really want to check it out, go check it out. Yeah, that is what we have this week on Games Pat. I think that covers it for me for xbox
0: dave do you think we should give away that code right now do um
1: yeah uh, I'm, i have to open the box and like get the action figure out and get the code out ah you know what we'll, we'll have them hold on a bit we'll have them wait a bit
0: okay save it okay.
1: Save i know you're i know you're excited i'm excited okay, to save it but you know we'll so save it all right pat
0: let's get into this week's show
1: let's get into this week's meat and potatoes this is called cross-examination for any of our new listeners out there So cross-examination is a segment where we take big, relevant news about Xbox and PlayStation when they happen to intersect with each other in the gaming world. Uh, Guess what? We then debate, speculate, and create a discussion of our own, which fosters good discourse. So Pat, this topic is, I guess it's not specifically related to Xbox and PlayStation, but I think it holds implications for the future. Certainly for the industry at large. Sure. And I think it's interesting to cover because we haven't covered... The topic of loot boxes properly on this segment, yeah. The New Year's the New Year's holiday aftermath seems to be still affecting the flow of major news. Um, however, there is one topic we have yet to really make a focus, and that is loot boxes. So, I mean, sorry, su- surprise mechanics, surprise mechanics. So, surprise, uh, mechanics. surprise. <laughs> so, I think this is a perfect time to talk about the recent news of XEA executive Peter Moore coming out of the woodworks and claiming that FIFA's Ultimate Team is a Quote, long way from gambling, as GameIndustry.biz reports. So uh, the article goes in and uh, captures this guy's thoughts on the franchise. Uh, The franchise is a controversial mode that essentially makes money off of randomized card packs. Many have likened this practice to gambling as these types of modes still persist in uh, primarily sports games. So Moore is quoted saying, and I quote, you're always getting something. It's not like you opened it and there's no players in there. And he continues. He says, This is a personal view, but the concept of surprise and delight versus gambling on a continuum, they're a long way from each other. You buy or <laughs> grind your way <laughs> You buy or grind your way up to getting a gold pack. You open it up, and you're either happy or you think it's a crappy pack. I don't see that as gambling per se, but again, this is my personal view as an outsider right now. <laughs> End quote, so Pat, before we go further into this <laughs> what are what are your thoughts on on this guy's view of of uh, FIFA Ultimate
0: This guy is so full of something he's really full of it
1: <laughs> what are your what are your comments on this?
0: First off, my first favorite uh, what what caught me on this quote just right away is that he's saying the concept of surprise and delight is separate. gambling. (laughs) I have to staunchly disagree with that. Mm. I would say gambling, the inherent rush of gambling is that gambling either leads to delight or despair. Mm. And the only difference between what he's saying these card packs are and a casino is that the casino doesn't give you a minimum amount back you right. know if I wonder how successful a casino would be if they were like for every dollar you lose we'll give you one penny back, mm-hmm. which is basically what e a is doing here they're kind of saying like well, you know you
1: get something and sure you might get like this digital item that's worthless <laughs> and uh yeah I mean that if that's your 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 meter of like, oh well, they're getting value out of it. Uh, that's not a very good argument because, as as we've talked about before, you know, a new game will come out, especially with sports games, they're annualized, and you won't be able to use that whatever pack you got. The, the, like, oh, you're getting something. Well, that's something you can't use in later games. It's not something that's very valuable. You can't trade it for anything. So it's almost worse than gambling. You in that in that regard,
0: you spend a certain amount of money and you end up with either more or less that's like the basic definition of gambling if you were to explain (laughs) it to a five-year-old and here we see peter moore just like dodging it it's funny you mentioned
1: yeah and then i mean it's relevant that you said a five-year-old because five-year-olds legitimately play these games because guess what they're rated e for everyone they're not regulated These are adult things put in kids games and they're marketed to kids.
0: Stealing your mom's credit card is technically a federal crime.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, if if you're like putting it up to the traditional, oh, you walk into a casino and you're, you know, like, I guess if you put it in that light, it's a different environment than playing a video game. But it's essentially the same thing, if not worse, when you're playing FIFA and you're playing Ultimate Team. And you want to get the best character? It's
0: the exact same as buying a pack of trading cards. It's just a digital pack of trading cards.
1: Yeah, at least with gambling, like you could make money. (laughs) With FIFA, it's like no, you just you're just losing money no matter what. And your value, the valuable thing that you get, is a digital item that you can't trade in for money. So it's it's actually worse than gambling.
0: (laughs) I believe it's in the terms and conditions that you can't, or at least you're not supposed to sell these. Items for real money, yeah. Even if you're but, pulling a Ron- Ronaldo card, or
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird, man. We're in a weird spot with with uh, with video games, um, but yeah, I think this. So the what was also interesting to me was that so more then makes an odd distinction between loot boxes and sports games, and then and other games like other genres. So um, he continues the quote here. He says, "I get the scrutiny. I understand outside of sports that loot boxes again." another EA title in particular, get a lot of scrutiny and criticism. EA pulled back on that. One thing they're always good at is getting feedback and realizing, you know what? Probably shouldn't have done that. Or that was the wrong decision. It wasn't the gamer first. And then pulling back and making a different decision. End quote. So he's saying, he's defending loot boxes, but then he's also saying, I get the scrutiny with other games. So that, I think that's just something really odd that he made. He made it a point to separate FIFA from like, say, Battlefront Two, where it's like they're implementing the same system, but it's under a different coat of paint, so it's fine,
0: yeah, I don't know how <laughs> I don't know, I get the scrutiny understand.
1: so you so you understand why people are upset about loot boxes and other games, but not sports games because sports games have always been tied to gambling. is that I think that's what he's saying
0: this is just like the dodgiest <laughs> non answer.
1: And that and that's what I'm so confused about is that he doesn't even work for EA anymore. I understand he's he would have this position because he used to work at EA when this was introduced. I believe in the article it says around the time Ultimate Team was introduced, he was the president of EA or something, or he was very top dog. Okay. So I get his like sentiment toward it, but I don't know like why he's going out of his way to like really defend this. And I don't know, is he paid off? I don't know, who knows? But I just think it's so weird that we're having this conversation again out of the blue. I think it's Um, just one of
0: those things that he at the highest levels, executives are never going to speak bad publicly speak bad on companies they used to work for.
1: Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's, it's just weird that I don't know. This is, this is just a weird article, but um, yeah, I think, I think it's interesting to talk about the distinction between sports games and kind of like, you know, Star Wars game where Star Wars, they had EA had this idea that like Star Wars is a big enough IP. There is enough of a mass appeal that maybe we can get away with gambling in the game. Not a lot of people will notice, but it's weird how a lot of like the, I guess, more nerdier games (laughs) like have the more hardcore gamers who are just like very savvy to monetary practices, whereas a lot of the sports gamers are more tolerant of these because I think, Sports gamers kind of, they just stick to like one or two games and they're typically like a basketball game or Madden or FIFA. So maybe they, this is the one game they put all their money in. So they're not,
0: they don't mind as much. Sports also has a much richer history of gambling than like more skill-based video games. And
1: I think that's kind of the, what he's, what more is is talking about he's saying like well there's history even before in the article i didn't put it in here but he said like he's like, he's likening it to like opening path packs, packs how like cards back in the day were tied to like cigarettes like you get baseball cards out of cigarette packs which i don't know if that's a great thing to bring up think cigarettes that's in a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not the best metaphor to when you're trying analogy. you're talking about a game that's e for everyone <laughs> but yeah, I think he he's drawing that comparison, but he also he's not saying it's like not gambling. Like he's saying it's not gambling, but then he's like, Well, you know, there's history with sports and gambling, so it's fine, but also this is not gambling. So it's very contradictory, his his statements.
0: Yeah, this is this is some lawyerish speak. <laughs> but some that, dodgy um, uh, R- uh, Rudy Giuliani speak, if I've ever heard of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whoa. Getting a little getting a little political there. It's okay. Carry on. Carry on. So, Pat, aside from having trouble discerning what he's saying, what what does this rhetoric bode for Xbox, PlayStation titles and like kind of just other games at large? Because I've seen in Halo 5 um, this type of thing be implemented. It wasn't as egregious as FIFA Ultimate Team, but there there were like rec packs, which were essentially card packs that gave you, you know, you you spent in-game currency or you can buy the in-game currency with real money. And you can get these packs and they open up, you know, they can get a really good weapon, a really good vehicle for, you know, this one mode. So we've seen it in Xbox titles. I've seen it in big AAA titles. They're they're slowly going away and they're turning into like kind of what we were saying with Rocket League, where they're still making their money in a different way. Do you see kind of loot boxes going away now that there's been more like governmental pressure? Do you think this guy's rhetoric will kind of carry on into the year? Do you think this will kind of go away? or do you think that do you think kind of like loot boxes will be in tandem with this new like battle pass system we we see in games
0: well first off we'll get into it more in fast fire news but i think epic is definitely on the path to success in these regards in doing away with loot boxes i think ea is going to have loot boxes around until there's legislation in every single country against them. Even then, I could see EA doing something similar to Pokemon, you know, some some sort of hybrid of Amiibo or, and Skylander and trading cards, where once there's legislation against loot boxes and games, I could see EA cutting a deal with one of the near infinite amount of trading card companies and just moving these to like digital QR code scan physical card packs. You think so? I think so. I, I could I could foresee it. I don't think
1: And then and then you think like once they get that card like that card comes with a code or something?
0: Yeah. More like See. In the early two thousands there was a series of Pokemon cards that had rudimentary barcode like scanners and you could mm-hmm. get this scanner on your game boy game and scan your Pokemon cards out, out of the fresh pack into yeah. your game and I could see FIFA doing a similar thing like that
1: that's a really interesting point I never even thought of that yeah like if anything I, I'm i not a proponent I'm not a proponent of the system just because it's kind of exploitative to kids but If they were to do something like that, like, yeah, I mean, putting it in a physical form, it makes it more tradable. It makes it more tangible. You're not just straight up ripping money out of um, people's accounts and not giving them anything really uh, tangible in return. So, yeah, I definitely I would I would rather them do that if they're not going to forego the entire system. Yeah, I think that
0: I mean, we already see Nintendo and some other companies doing that with Skylanders, Amiibo, mm-hmm. Disney Infinite. Uh-huh. And the action figures may have had their day. Amiibo are still popular, certainly not at their height that they were. But if it was uh-huh. just a trading card that's easy to store, sure. easy to justify selling.
1: Yeah. I think that might be the answer. Um, along with maybe if they stop like an- annualizing the games as well kind of making it a games as a service where they come out with like, hey, this is the definitive FIFA for the next, whatever, five, 10 years. And once you buy these packs, it it goes toward that game and you don't have to shell out another $60, another $70 each year for this, essentially the same game, a game that's copy and pasted with just a new a new year plastered on the title. So I think that along with them not annualizing the game, I think that would be a more fair way to monetize your game and be more upfront about what you're giving to your players.
0: Yeah, I I didn't really get to my point with talking about Epic, but the only changes we're really going to see with these microtransactions and loot box and cosmetic purchases is how they're presented to us as players, as we've seen with the loot box to blueprint transition in Rocket League. Mm -hmm. We'll also see like games passes, season passes... And they'll, they'll just change the label. I don't know exactly yeah. how FIFA would do it. But as I was saying, like physical trading cards could be a totally viable option.
1: But we can agree that the system that's in place right now is very predatory and very exploitative.
0: Yeah, I don't know if um, that'll get much better in the long run. Yeah.
1: I think the answer is more awareness about it, more legislation that's being pushed. And hopefully that will lead to maybe the solutions we were talking about.
0: Yeah. Hey, go check out eFootball Pez 2021. It got a season <laughs> update. Maybe uh, as
1: long as it's not owned by EA.
0: <laughs> if If you're interested in playing some football, soccer, go check that out. Maybe Maybe it is a more fair system, more easy on your pocketbook as a consumer.
1: Yeah. But um yeah, unless you have anything else to say, Pat, I think that I think it's a good way to, to round out that segment.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we'll be back on the subject one day.
1: Yep. Loot boxes are not going away anytime soon, so we'll you'll definitely see us talking about it again here on the Green Versus Blue Podcast. But Pat, let's move into Fast Fire News and uh let's let's get right into the other news. All
0: right, so away we go. For listeners old and new, Fast Fire News is our weekly news segment where we deliver the news to you faster than Harrison Ford in a two-seat Aviat Husky light plane, wrongfully crossing a runway where another plane was landing on April 30th, <laughs> 2020.
1: Oh, man. Harrison Ford in his 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 antics, you know. This guy just can't fly a plane or land a plane. Sorry, he can fly a plane. There's no question about that. Can he land a plane? That's the Without
0: question. destroying it. That's the question. <laughs>
1: or endangering his or others' lives. Well, we don't know. We'll find out.
0: But yeah, this one was this one was pretty recent.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think there's one more story about Harrison Ford almost crashing a plane and we will definitely get back to you guys on that.
0: Could you imagine if he must have made it across that runway pretty fast just as we're going to give the news <laughs> to you right now. Let's get into <laughs> it. Here we go. Story number 1. Games are now making more than movies and sports combined. <whistles> Dang. And this comes to us by way of Tyler Treese at GameSpot.com. Gaming sales are up to almost $180 billion per year, up roughly 20% from last year. According to data from the International Data Corporation, global gaming revenue is expected to be around $197.7 billion by the end of the year.
1: Wow. A good time to be a gamer.
0: Yeah. And little tidbit, smartphone gaming makes up about twenty-five percent of this revenue, about eighty seven point seven billion dollars. These these numbers don't compute. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler, what the heck is going on over there? Tyler. But yeah, still making more than movies and sports combined. Not entirely surprising but definitely the 2020 circumstances definitely helped push gaming into a new stratosphere.
1: Yeah, sports definitely came to a dead halt. Uh movies uh, almost pretty much almost the same thing and then video games surprisingly have kind of stayed a, at a steady pace. Not to say that there haven't been delays, obviously there've been delays and botched launches because of delays yeah i think video games have definitely survived this this entire pandemic
0: and it's it's pretty interesting i think this crept up on a lot of people and still in society at large i don't think this fact has registered with people that you know whether we realize it or not gaming it even if it's you know, your 60, 70-year-old mother-grandmother doesn't know <laughs> that she uh, is technically a gamer playing Candy Crush mm. on her phone. Yeah. Still a very exciting fact for our industry. Let's move it on. Story number two. Sony discontinues the production of the PS4 Pro. No! I, I know, this is crazy. You know, I, I thought one day I was going to be <laughs> picking up a PS4 Pro. But I guess the only hope for that might be a used one at this point. Here we go. this story comes at us via Saiji Nakamura at GameWatch. And Sony has discontinued the production of the PS4 Pro only four years after release. Mm. Instead, the production lines will be dedicated to making more PS5s. The PS4 Slim model is going to be the only PS4 that is still produced in the 500 gigabyte memory capacity. And any other models or bundles that you see that you the consumer sees on the shelf are simply back stock. Pick them up before they're rare if you are interested. I don't think there are many limited edition consoles floating around, so. Mm-hmm. Not too much to worry about that, but just, this reminded me, this made me recall, when I was in Mexico last month in December, one of the stores, they had the limited edition white and gold Destiny PS4 as the demo display. It's just, Poor it's thing. just sad. Just, I don't think it's the first <laughs> Destiny limited edition one I've seen as the display either.
1: mm Yeah, but it makes sense, though. I mean, given the shortage of, you know, with the manufacturing stuff during because of the circumstances, I I can I can definitely see how they would prioritize the PS5, especially because their whole narrative is like PS5 is is next gen, whereas Xbox is kind of like, well, you know, Series X is next gen. But also, if you're on Xbox One, that's great. If you're on a PC, that's great. So their approach kind of matches up with that decision right there.
0: True. Yeah, I think this overall bodes well that the PS5 generation is gonna
1: we're chugging along it's
0: coming into next gen it's coming next story we got we got a double whammy from epic games as i was saying a couple minutes ago in cross examination i think epic games is making some big moves we've talked about it before this story epic games has officially purchased software company rad game tools Many gamers, I think, including you, Dave, would recognize the Rad Games from their giant drill bit sort of logo that says Bink Video. Mm-hmm. Are, are you familiar? You know, it's kind of a upside down triangle.
1: Vaguely familiar.
0: I, I believe maybe on some Crash games, some more indie games. If I were to
1: see the logo, I'd, I'd definitely probably recognize Yeah, it.
0: look it up, Bink Video, if uh, it's not coming to mind. Anyways, Rad specializes in compression tech, which helps make file sizes smaller and therein more efficient to transfer and store, making the relevant files and software run faster, which... I
1: wonder if Call of Duty's ever heard about this.
0: <laughs> Ooh, savage. Ooh. Stabbing Epic Games would be taking a little cut out of their uh, pocketbook, though. I think that's unacceptable. Mm. The tools that Rad makes have been used in over 25,000 games, so you've certainly seen them. Weeks ago, we talked about how Epic is going to give Apple and the you know, Google, Amazon a good run for their money. Mm -hmm. Mind you, China's Tencent owns a major stake in. Epic Games, and I think Epic Games could be ten cents big tentacle, octopus tentacle into the American market. Here with this purchase of Rad Games, we see Epic making moves to vertically integrate their business more so. Mm-hmm. Epic already owns the Unreal Engine. Obviously, they develop their own games, and they have published all of their own games since 2015. Each step of the game development process they bring into the house, i.e., vertical integration, just lowers their development cost. At this trajectory, Dave, I could see, I could see Epic Games lapping Facebook. Hmm. Facebook owns WhatsApp, they own Instagram, but Epic Games owns Fortnite, and. You know, we'll we'll have to take a survey of some 10 and 12 year olds, but (laughs) I dare say that Fortnite is almost a bigger social platform, at least among the youth, than Facebook is at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, it just goes to show how influential Fortnite really was for Epic Games. They wouldn't be able to do all this without, I don't think, without the success of Fortnite.
0: It's wild that this... And
1: we're about to get into another consequence of the of Fortnite success. Yeah.
0: It's wild it's, the... dude, it's absolutely wild to go back because before the release of Fortnite, like Fortnite was like dead in the water. You'd hear game industry reporters and analysts talking about Fortnite and it was like, This game's just gonna come out and lose Epic Games a bunch of money. So much yeah. for that.
1: Yeah, boy boy were they wrong.
0: Speaking of the grandiose nature of Facebook and Google and the overwhelming monetary success of Epic Games, Epic Games has bought an 87 acre shopping mall property for their new headquarters. The former mall, built in nineteen seventy nine, North Carolina's Cary Center, will become Epic Games' newest headquarters. Located due west, just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, the property is 87 acres with a 980,000 square foot mall structure. Let's break that down real fast. That's about uh, 312,000 yards or meters for our out-of-country listeners. Yeah, it's pretty dang big for for anyone listening (laughs) there was like a macy's department store i think there was three department stores in this structure i think it's going to be a pretty cool headquarters anyways epic games is teaming up with turnbridge equities and denali properties and the new headquarters is expected to open in 2024 maybe we'll be reporting on Fortnite in-house podcasting by then because i wouldn't mind working in a defunct mall <laughs> yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Dave, I, I was I was trying to break it down the uh, square foot to square meters numbers for our listeners outside of the country because just this is a little sidebar. We we've become pretty popular in the country of India. Do you, you know this, Dave?
1: Dude, yeah, our listeners in India are like going up. So I really appreciate you guys listening. If you're out, I don't I don't know any I don't know any city in India, but yeah, thanks thanks thank you guys. There's- it's funny because our, our episode that I was like, dude, my audio quality was so off. The mic was so off. Like that was our most listened to or our <laughs> fastest downloaded po- episode so far. Of course it was. But Dave, have you heard of yeah.
0: the have you heard of the city of Calcutta? Yes. You know, I have I have two and I've never been to Calcutta, but we have a s- consistent listenership in Calcutta. You know, I never thought I would be saying that I've been patronized and my podcast has been our, – our podcast has been patronized by some persons in Calcutta. New Delhi as well. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you yeah, all of India. You, yes. Moving on. This is Fast Fire News. Let's get back to firing these news stories off. Horizon Zero Dawn's predecessor, Killzone, has been quietly laid to rest. RIP. When visiting the Killzone website, players are greeted with a message from developers Gorilla Games. I'll, I'll break down a few quotes from the letter here. The official website for the Killzone franchise has been retired. Ellipses. We apologize for the inconvenience. Thank you, Killzone.com's fans and visitors throughout the years for your enthusiasm and support. Sincerely, Gorilla. I have to say Horizon is a very worthy successor of Killzone, of the Killzone mm-hmm. franchise. Still... Still a little bit nostalgia-inducing and melancholy to see a franchise retire. Killzone Shadowfall, I don't think, was the right turn for the series that may have had some influence in the retiring of Killzone, at least for the time being. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, Guerrilla Games, they had made a bunch of these Killzone games. I think there's five total, so they were ready to Mm -hmm. move
1: on. So they just kill the servers or something? Is this like a multiplayer game? I've honestly never played Killzone. I
0: believe some of the multiplayer servers are still online. But no, they just shut down the website. So if you're looking for any Killzone info, you got to head to PlayStation. Oh, gotcha, it affect. Gotcha. I guess this has some effect on players' ability to set up ranked matches. There were some forums that are now gone, have been moved to PlayStation. So you can look over there. I had I mm-hmm. had a lot of fun with Killzone Mercenary on my Vita. Hopefully we one day see this franchise return. Until then, Killzone, we salute you. Salute. Last PlayStation story of the week. Uh, anime lovers rejoice. I'm rejoicing a little bit this week. Persona soundtracks have been added to Spotify. Dave, I know this story didn't resonate much with you, but <laughs> you get to indulge in Halo. So I'm indulging a little bit in one of my favorite games and favorite franchises ever. As of Tuesday, January 5th, you can now stream the soundtracks for Persona 3, 4, 5, Persona Q, and all their relevant spin off games. Go check it out if, you, if you're if you looking for some good tracks. Dave, what's going on in Xbox land?
1: Yeah, if you're listening on Spotify right now, go check it out. It's like a couple clicks away, right?
0: True but don't finish out the podcast. I think we still have a code to give away.
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry guys, I'm almost I'm leaving you hanging here. It's almost like we want you to listen to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it. Wait, we'll do you, to you want to it. do it right now first, or let's, you know, let's talk about uh let's talk about some Xbox. Let's lead into okay, it. Okay. Um so just in case anyone was wondering, no. Duracell isn't secretly paying Microsoft to put Double A batteries in Xbox controllers. A title from uh, The Verge, an article. So this comes after Duracell's UK marketing manager, Luke Anderson, told Stealth Optional, an outlet, uh, that there has, quote, always been this partnership with Duracell and Xbox. It's a constant agreement that Duracell and Microsoft have in place, end quote. <laughs> so this quote, that I don't know why this guy was talking about the battery so this this quote obviously led people to assume that the reason why Xbox doesn't put rechargeable batteries in their controllers is because they're they're essentially in bed with Duracell. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever opened up a, you know, a controller, a new controller pad or seen anyone open one up, but there's always a, Dur- a pack of Duracell batteries with mm. the purchase of an Xbox console or a <laughs> controller. <laughs> And uh, it seems very, like, last gen that, like, even in Series X, they have, like, these controllers running on AA batteries. Of course, there was a, res- a response from Microsoft because th- I think this dude just kind of maybe spoke without really thinking about the implications of, like, well, people might think that Microsoft is doing this weird anti-consumer thing. The Verge says this isn't true. They quote uh, Microsoft response to Eurogamer saying... We intentionally offer consumers choice in their battery solutions for our standard Xbox wireless controllers. This includes the use of AA batteries from any brand, the Xbox rechargeable battery, charging solutions from our partners, or a USB-C cable, which can power the controller when plugged into the console or PC. End quote. They just said, like, you know, we're we're doing this because we want people to have the option to put whatever battery they want. Which is true. You can put a rechargeable Microsoft
0: battery. Microsoft not including the rechargeable battery is just the twenty ten version of Apple not including headphones with their newest phones. <laughs> or not including charging cables with their newest phones. That's so true. Yeah.
1: I, it's so true, dude. I, I agree with their like, well, it's because of player choice. Like, okay, yeah, I get that. But if, if you're really saying that, then just include the rechargeable battery when you buy a console or when you buy a controller, right? I think... But they don't yeah. do that.
0: You would think <laughs> that they would have a rechargeable battery bundled in, made by Duracell, and then instead of the pack of batteries that sits on the side in the box, you have a little case or whatever that's the same size as the mm-hmm. rechargeable battery that you can put your own double A batteries in
1: <laughs> that is a good idea jurocell Re- should make a rechargeable battery for uh for Xbox and then have it maybe come with the controller but of course pat if you did that they wouldn't be selling as many batteries of course this is this is for player choice this is for player choice obviously only for player choice anyways um, let's move on i,
0: I do have to To play devil's advocate a little bit, though, I do have to say the PlayStation controllers with the rechargeable batteries do end up just sort of sputtering out towards the latter years of Mm -hmm. a given system's lifetime.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think I think the solution is like, keep it how it is, like have like that empty port in the back of the controller, but they should just include the rechargeable battery when you buy the console. Instead of just two regular Duracell AA batteries. It seems so like ancient to do that. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't think it's going to change anytime <laughs> soon.
1: Probably not. So we got another weird Xbox story. So Influencer reacts poorly after receiving Xbox Series X Jenga set <laughs> per Game Rant article. And this is kind of a funny one. I'm just going to quote them. So not long ago, Microsoft began a promotion for the Xbox Series X where it sent Series X themed Jenga sets to people. End quote. So yeah, I, I watched the I watched the video. It's basically this Korean YouTuber. Most of his content centers around like cooking, and and then the occasional like World of Warcraft stream. Uh huh. So nothing he has like nothing to do with Xbox, <laughs> and he received like one of these sets that pretty much looks like a Series X kind of like a little miniature one. But you like open it and it's like this black Jenga set that looks like a Series X.
0: Is it like patterned at all, or is it just black Jenga tiles?
1: It's like a black Jenga tower. And then on the top, it even has like the little vents, so it like it looks like it looks like a Series X. Okay. And he was like, just I think he was, I from what it sounded like, he was kind of excited because he was like, what the what the heck is this? And then he, and then he opened it, he was like so confused because he has nothing to do with Xbox, and this was like Microsoft Korea that sent mm-hmm. it to him. And then he he just pretty much just roasts it for like thirty seconds. He's like, is this an out of season April Fool's joke? He like mentioned the whole Blizzard meme. <laughs> And then he like throws the set onto the floor, <laughs> and he was just like making fun of it the whole time. It was like actually really hilarious. They, they made the article made it sound like he's all mad, but he, it was just more funny than anything. Yeah, he was just like wondering what was going on. <laughs> but the funny thing about it is that. So the, the article goes on and says several of the, of the blocks have redeemable codes for games and other goodies on them, like Game Pass subscription, you know, trials and stuff like that. So the total value comes out to like $1,000 of U.S. currency. So it's like actually like a really good package that they sent him. It's like a Jenga set, but on each block it has like a code for like whatever.
0: That's pretty cool, actually. <laughs>
1: so I, hopefully this guy knew that. <laughs> hopefully he knows that at some point down the road that he just doesn't just like throw this one away. or But yeah, anyway, it was just a really oddball story. <laughs> since there was no other news.
0: Cool promotional, that's for sure. Yeah.
1: But yeah, speaking of codes and giveaways, let's get right into it, guys. We're going to do this giveaway. I know you've been patient, been waiting. Oh, here we go. Uh, Hopefully, I haven't been scrubbing through the episode just for the code, but uh, you know, if you are, we get it. You know, I, I, we made you jump through some hoops to get here. So the code, as I was saying before, um, we're giving out a series of these. Um, I have a few of these wicked cool toy emblems. I have no idea what the emblem looks like. We haven't seen anything about really the emblems and armor coatings a few of them but Dude, not let's all of them. throw people so for a loop really... real
0: fast give me the first four numbers right now
1: n s z e
0: and then let's just keep rolling with it like we're like we you haven't given me the first four letters so if people try to scrub to right now we're about to give away the code so i'm kind of confused as to what's going on <laughs> <laughs> no just pretend like we're rolling with it so if people if people are like oh he's giving away the code now then they just missed the first uh-huh. four letters potentially if they scrubbed past Potentially.
1: Are we putting this all in the episode right now? Most of
0: it I'll cut out some of this in part.
1: All right, so let's get the let's get this uh let's get this action figure thing open. The code is in an action figure box. You can hear me opening it right now, guys. This What's that action figure? We have a Spartan Mark 7. It's like a white Spartan with a pulse carbine. Nice. Unfortunately, I'm not going to give away the toys just cuz of shipping it costs a lot of money and we'll get there
0: one day (laughs) if we have the more patreon supporters we have the more money we have to do giveaways man it's so hard to open man it's like oh my god
1: uh um pat while i'm opening this um just talk a little bit i guess talk about and entertain our guests so
0: in video games what is happening and what else is happening? All right, for anyone,
1: I'm going to cut you off, Pat. For anyone that's trying to scrub through this episode, let's just reward our people who are listening right just now. Just
0: read it all in phonetic alphabet though.
1: All right, so we got Nebraska, snake, zebra, eel, velocity, hover, velocity, dastardly, barnacle, Nebraska, eel, easter, 7, italics, <laughs> corn on the cob. <laughs> And grape juice. So that's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah, we gotta leave it. They gotta figure <laughs> no, dude, it out. Uh, it's a code. Somebody's uh, get, nah. Somebody will get lucky figuring it out. Figuring out the. Uh, okay, so what, what part are you putting in? I've read it like three times. I'm definitely putting it in where you read
1: it phonetically. Okay, I'm just gonna read it normal. No, right I'm
0: now. not putting it in normal. <laughs>
1: Hold on, let me do it. Put this last take in. I'll read it phonetically. I'm agreeing with putting it phonetically, but let me do it one more time because I feel like I wasn't very right. fair with it. All right. So, Pat, talk, talk talk, amongst yourself right now while I open this action figure. Okay. Pack.
0: So, you know, this past week I was trying to figure out what games I wanted to play, and I'm kind of bouncing in between near automata, which I've been it's wanting so hard to, to open play. This. And I'm sorry, maybe if you didn't have the butteriest hands in the world, David.
1: Well, let's let's just read off the code for people. Anyone who's trying to scrub through. So we have, we have Nebraska snake zebra eel velocity hover velocity dastardly barnacle Nebraska eel eel seven italics corn and grapes. That was so a good. That was a good phonetic, phonetic reading good phonetic reading so anyone who got the code congratulations um if you guys missed out we'll definitely have more giveaways as i said uh next week we'll be giving out another emblem Uh, we're going to figure out a different way to do that because we're not doing the show live so it's hard to give out the code fairly for people who are just scrubbing through the episodes we're going to think of an interesting way to give out the the next code so if you didn't if you didn't get it don't worry uh we have more coming your way
0: we'll we'll just keep switching it up there's going to be a bunch more coming for weeks yeah. to come
1: yeah appreciate you guys listening if, if you had the code just thanks for checking out our podcast and i promise we'll have more coming your way
0: and you can email us at psboxcast at gmail.com that's p-s-b-o-x-c-a-s-t at gmail.com yeah and
1: thanks for no, Pat. Let me just say real quick. Um, thanks for shouting out that email because anyone who's trying to get that Master Chief Collection code, um, yeah, send us your send us your name and then send us something you like about the show, and we'll put you in the raffle for that for that code giveaway at the very end on the uh, I think it's the twenty second. We're going to be giving away that last prize.
0: Let's set up a subject a set subject line so so the emails aren't completely swarmed. Dave, what should people put in the subject line to enter into the subject, contest?
1: Yeah put in the subject line just put mcc giveaway
0: there you go email us at psboxcast at gmail.com with mcc giveaway in the subject line and you have a couple weeks to enter for that good luck let's get out of this show this week into our last real segment of the show are we good yeah and this week's dave this week's rotating segment is the heart warmer of the week and the heart warmer of the week is video games score big with older adults. Survey finds games are most popular with Gen X and women by Kenneth Terrell coming from AARP.org December 16th, 2019. So this one's this one's a bit older, still nice. Mm. And I quote, In just three years, the number of older adults who play video games frequently has grown from 40.2 million gamers in 2016 to 50.6 million gamers in 2019, the study found. For the report, AARP conducted an online survey in June of 2019 of 3,737 people, 3737 people. Age 50 and older, the survey defined a video game as any interactive digital entertainment played via a computer, a game console like Xbox or PlayStation, or a phone or tablet. End quote. Hmm. In fact, interestingly enough, the biggest spike in gameplay came among older adults age 50 to 59, the maybe Atari and Pac-Man generation, the same generation that was playing those games when they first came out. The survey found that 49% of women age 50 and older were gamers, while just 40% of men were. Kind of, that's an interesting flip that as the so-called Atari generation, the Pac-Man generation Mm -hmm. has flipped and now women play more games than men yeah
1: this is an an interesting um was this a survey or a study this was a survey survey okay yeah this is an interesting one because uh yeah i felt like the pac-man atari that era was kind of when games started getting good (laughs) not Um, completely rudimentary like
0: they were still rudimentary but yeah
1: yeah, like my dad grew up playing like Pong and I mean he he knew about Pac-Man, but I don't think he was like in the arcades, you know, kind of around that. He's my dad's around like 55 years old, so he's almost like in that kind of demographic, he's a little older. And he doesn't play video games, so I think it's it's uh definitely a subset of that generation who really was attached to the arcade era. Yeah, I don't think if if I grew up in that generation, I would I think it would be kind of a toss up of whether or not I'd stay in video games. Cause you kind of have that lasting impression of like when you were young, what games you're into. And then, and then you see these new games now, or it's like so much different. Uh, it would be hard to jump, jump back into that.
0: There is actually a lot saying that Nintendo Wii is still super popular in like nursing and elderly care homes because of its <laughs> kinetic nature. And Skyrim and World of Warcraft are actually super popular too. But mind you, Dave, that this study and report does not account for people like my 84-year-old grandfather who uses neither the internet and had an iPhone for about a day and a half before he switched back to the flip phone that he currently has. Hmm. Eh, There's no... uh, There is no information as to how inaccurate this study could potentially be um, the variance for the statistical numbers we were given. Mm -hmm. Still cool to see the elderly populace getting involved in a new and still evolving medium that we enjoy.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, this is just speculation, obviously. But I think uh, video games have become more more understood over time, whereas like say 20 years ago, if you were to say a video games to someone like our parents, they would kind of boil it down to just like oh, these violent these really violent games, really mindless games and and I think I think over time with with our generation getting older and kind of teaching the new generation and showing the old generation like you know what video games are about, I think they've, they've become more kind of for everyone. So I think that's why a lot of older people may be getting into them, and the stigma is kind of gone, is getting is getting rubbed away.
0: I think yeah, I overall the stigma around some of this tech is going away. I mean, heck, my grandmother texts more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I, I think over time we'll see uh, a wider range of people playing it because uh, eventually there will be uh, a generation of people who you know the oldest generation of people one day will be the people who. Never knew a world without video games. There will always be, uh, as we go forward, there will always be people who know about video games.
0: Yeah, when you and I, Dave, we are in the very tail end of the generation that knew the world before the internet. Even, <laughs> even if it was, even if we were little tiny kids,
1: like if they're the Pac-Man and Atari generation, we we are the Pokemon <laughs> generation. <laughs>
0: we're like the world wide (laughs) web generation
1: yeah so i i I don't know yeah i think people who are a little bit older than us i think there's still there's still a lot of people who are older than us in like their 30s that are into online gaming but when you get to the people in their 40s they're they're more like the people who grew up during that like that arcade era
0: nintendo the original nintendo yeah yeah Mm -hmm.
1: what else but interesting study man it's cool to see or not study survey. Well,
0: I think that's going to do it for the show, Dave. You want to close it out?
1: That's it, guys. Let's close it out. We've been your hosts, SD Dog and
0: PlayStation
1: Pat Fennel. Green versus blue can be found on Spotify, Apple Music, or your favorite podcast streaming
0: service, including Ghana in India. Oh that's yeah, the name of the streaming service.
1: Shouts out. You can directly support us by heading over to patreon.com slash green versus blue. If you like our show, that's green vs. blue. That's how you spell that URL right there.
0: Uh, And again, you can find our individual socials directly over at... You can find me on YouTube and Twitch at VarietyPat. That's Pat. Once again, the full spelling is V-A-R-I-O-T-Y-P-A-T. Or on Instagram at PlayStationPat. Dave, what about you?
1: You can find me over on YouTube. Uh, Actually, I'm cooking up a video right now. I have it almost written. It's about, guess what? It's about Halo.
0: (laughs) Oh, you got me. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah so if, I'm cooking up a video right now, but if you want to stay tuned for that, go check out my YouTube at SDdog, that's S-double-D-A-W-G, and you can find me More, more
0: specifically, what's, sorry, more specifically, what's about?
1: Yeah, I'm making a lot of, I'm making a lot of criticisms about how Infinite has been marketed so far, and I'm kind of tying that into the DLC, kind of like how I've talked about on the show, kind of just like all the blunders uh, that have happened with like the GameStop pr- promo, you know, a lot of the promos that a lot of people should have known about but they were like two or three week windows and then i feel like once we get to the launch a lot of people are going to miss out on
0: what had been
1: yeah like on promos that happened a year and a half ago and then people are going to be like wait what so i'm kind of just going to boil down a lot of the criticism a lot of my criticisms about various promotions and kind of tie it into one big argument about how this might hurt the game in the long run but anyways I'll, i'll leave more info about that once i get that video done so you can check me out there or you can check me out at SD on my gamer tag. If you want to play some Halo five, let's do it. Hit me up. And remember guys, if you have a burning question uh, or comment about today's show, or if you have anything else to say about the podcast, or if you want to enter our, our raffle here for the math collection,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: hit up our direct line again at psboxcast at gmail.com. That's P S B O X C A S T at gmail.com. Thanks for listening guys. And guess what? We'll catch you next time.
0: Bye-bye. Adios.